0: Imagine a trader who's traded from everywhere and has done everything. That's Ding. Ding is an experienced quant trader who started his career trading for private offices and big institutions, then eventually moving to the Cayman Islands to be the managing director of a private trading firm. Ding was also the CEO of an Inc. 500 technology company. For his work, he's been nominated as Entrepreneur of the Year by the Gulf Coast Business Review. Dean has since then transitioned from his corporate life to day trading full-time and practices what he preaches to his clients. His main priority now is to teach his kids how to trade and help them with their businesses. In today's conversation, I'm really excited to have Dean explain to you guys what Quant Trading is, his favorite Quant Trading strategies, and what it means to find a balance as a trader, a business leader, and a parent. Please welcome my friend, Dean. Welcome back to the fifth episode of Humble Traders, a podcast for active traders. I'm your host, Shay, aka The Humble Trader. If this is your first time tuning into a podcast, I interview, share stories, and trading strategies from some of the most inspiring traders from around the world. Welcome to the show, Dean.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's great being here.
0: Yeah. I'm so glad I met you last summer when we were doing the uh, YouTube video.
2: Yeah, that was a lot
0: of fun. That was really fun. And then I think it was a, a great way for me to get introduced to the local Vancouver traders. I have no idea so many traders are here.
1: Yeah, it was a great turnout.
0: Yeah, and then I think you out of I guess out of all the traders I've met so far, yeah. you are one of the most experienced. Like who's been in the game for the longest, I think. How long you've been trading?
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, about th- I guess yeah, close to uh, 30 years would be from my first mm. trade, but I started um, taking a look at what I wanted to do when I was in high school. And I knew that I always wanted to be in the sports business and sports agency and you know, one day own a pro football team or something like that. But I also was looking at, um, my dad introduced me to the Forbes magazine, and they would list the 400 wealthiest people. So I started cutting out what these people did and put them into industry folders. And mm. I said to myself, once I go through university and when I'm close to finished, whatever the fattest folder that... Um, didn't have to do with biotechnology or having, having to build some massive company. Uh-huh. Um, I would look into that one. And then as I, after about three or four years of doing this, the biggest folders were guys who were money managers, hedge fund uh-huh. managers. And I said, nah, and I started looking at their backgrounds and I said, nah, not all these guys are, you know, rocket scientists. And this is something I'm, I'm interested already. And I said, yeah, let's go in that direction.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow, so over 30 years, you're a true veteran. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> you you think, think so? Yeah, <laughs> quite some time, and
1: then when I get out of school, uh-huh. um, a family friend who was a mentor at the time, um, I was representing athletes when I was in university. It was something, you know, a lot of people work regular jobs. I was representing athletes. Mm. And um, he said, well, you could probably do a lot for these guys long term if you learned how to manage their money. So I... Uh, went and learned how to get it. He got me into the financial business, and then from there I started reading about some of the best people in mm. history and managing money and traders and all that sort of thing. And so I went down to the library, talking about being in it for a long time, and looked at the pulled out the microfiche. Do you do you know what microfiche is?
0: Is that like a disc?
1: Nope, even before disks. So um <laughs> pulled out the microfiche, and it's a piece of plastic paper, and you fed it into this machine that looked like an overhead. Oh, oh and it would I, bring okay. Out. So I'm looking at all these um, articles on a guy by the name of Warren Buffett. So I started reading about him, and then I'm going, wow, at the time I was in Toronto, and mm-hmm. I heard about this guy named Michael Lee Chin who was mm. doing a lot of these things like Warren Buffett and he had a small firm. So it took over the next couple of months and tried to get in and uh, started studying value investing at that firm under the, under him.
0: And mm. I did that for
1: a couple of years and then um, had a really interesting experience and then start, was part of starting another firm that grew, grew really well. It started, uh, ended up having over 700 reps across the country, mm. over 10 billion in assets. And I was one of the original guys that started there but I left early. Um, to go out on my own and start learning more and more about trading, my knowledge base started really going towards more so trading and um, doing that than managing uh, managing money in mutual funds.
0: Uh, so you started out uh, more so research, kind of like fundamentals, value investing. Yes. You you moved on to trading. Yes. Why? why? Why do you think you, you know, instead of staying in that path, you started to get interested in actually trading more actively? So I
1: met um, a lot of these money managers, mm-hmm. and as they were talking, they were talking about individual names of stocks. And this stock went from here to here. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of dismayed in a way that the overall funds were making 10, 12, 14 percent. Yet these individual names, if you would have a more concentrated portfolio or names that you were buying and selling, you could get way outsized returns. So I wanted to really move towards that rather than being involved in, in regular returns.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah,
1: so I wanted a bigger upside. And I wanted to do, like I was reading about these guys that I had read years before in Forbes magazine.
0: Okay, so that's how you got into trading. Yeah. Then specifically, how did you get into quant trading?
1: So I was consulting to a bunch of different companies um, all over the world, mutual fund companies, some hedge funds. <clears throat> I was sitting on the board of a couple of hedge funds as well, and I got to meet different money managers in that genre. And some of the people that I met were running a quant fund. And I started, mm. and actually we were out to dinner one night, and they were saying, "Oh, we heard that you had a pretty good year." Another guy said, "Oh, you had a good year. It was the end of end of the year, like late December." And the one guy said that, uh, yeah, we had a pretty good year. We were up like uh, 281. And I thought they had made $281 million, which they actually made more than that, but they were up 281% for the year. Oh, wow. And I went, and you guys do quant stuff. I've got to learn more about that. And as um, luck would have it, um, I got recruited by this company uh, to consult to them. And then I was offered to be president and CEO. And it was a uh, systematic computer generated trading software that wow. they were selling to the public and to institutions and they wanted me to come in and help them re reorganize the company re-engineer it which I did and then I took it over as president and CEO and we had I think eight full-time engineers working computer scientists and I, that gave me the opportunity to look all around the world and hire brilliant people to come in and uh, try to make our trading systems better
0: Oh, yeah, okay. so
1: I learned a ton from there and then um, we grew that business I was fortunate to um, it was named the 55th fastest-growing company in America um, the year after I started. And once again, the next year in the top 150 fastest-growing companies uh, in the country. And I, we started an internal fund. And these guys were brilliant. We had meetings every week, so my knowledge base in that area went through the roof uh, pretty quickly. And mm-hmm. I left there and then started up consulting um, to medium to large size firms in the States. And then became director of quant research at a uh, about a thousand member uh, brokerage in the states as well,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and doing all of that and consulting while I was doing that as well uh, got me introduced to a lot of different programmers, mathematicians from all over the world, and that helped my knowledge base go up and up.
0: Mm, yeah, when I think of quant trading, I think of a lot of math, numbers like flying on the screen, a lot of programming. Is that accurate? Well, like that's yes, like like the some public's of are, perception of yes, quant trading. Yes, absolutely,
1: and I think at first, most of the people's um, perception was HFT, that high-frequency trading, yeah. going off like crazy and everything, the, that book Flash Boys by Michael Lewis was one that really brought it to the forefront. And, mm-hmm. um, but the way they look at quant trading to, if I dare say, dummy it down, is...
0: Yes, please do. Yeah, so
1: <laughs> you're using algorithms. And an algorithm is simply an if-then statement. And for all the engineers out there and that sort of thing, I apologize if I'm making this too easy or not right on, but um, the way I look at it, you're using an if-then statement, and it could be numbers and it could be words. Okay. Um, And you're telling, you're programming a computer to do the entries and exits how you want the computer to do that. So you tell it what to do, and it does it on an automated basis. And if you're really good at putting in excellent algorithms and rules, it's basically rules-based if-then statements. So -hmm. if you have a good strategy, then you will create profits. If you don't have a good strategy, you will create losses. It's Mm -hmm. it's the easiest way to uh, to put it.
0: So you kind of compile, let's say, a bunch of rules, 10 rules, for example, and a quantum trader would turn that into a strategy that will automate the trading yeah, based so on those 10 rules or yeah. more.
1: So think about when you're, when you're looking at a, a chart, a price chart, mm-hmm. there, there's patterns and there's identifiable pattern. I can identify it and say buy here, sell there. Now I hire programmers to program in when the price goes to this, buy, uh-huh. and when the uh-huh. price goes to here, sell and okay. say, well, how do you know what to do, right? Mm. So you have to have good information in. So to do that, I use statistics and probabilities. Mm. So statistics being, all we do is we take, let's say the movement of a stock, Let's call it the Qs, the QQQ, yeah. uh, the ETF that follows the NASDAQ 100. So we would take a look, going back, say, for example, 100 days, and we would track the movement of the Qs over the last 100 days, Intraday, end of day, mm-hmm. and we would get to know what the pattern is. And then okay. we would try to identify if there's repeating identifiable patterns that we can then put in a buy, a sell, a short, a buy buy to cover, and continue to do that over and over. And when you have something like that, mm-hmm. you have a winning system. And then why, why reduce it down to code, and why do it like that? Because no emotion,
2: mm-hmm.
1: automated. Yeah faster, does what you want him to do, not second guessing itself. Uh-huh. And if you have a good system, you can be in a very good position.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah. So if a quantum trader does that, that means does he still have to monitor the positions at all? Yeah, for
1: sure. Like, you know, I don't know anybody that puts it on and leaves. Like, Uh you hear a lot of stuff with YouTube. Just put it on, set it, and forget it. So that's not true? That's not true. Uh. Well, maybe they are, but I don't think they're making the money that they're saying that they are. I see. Right? So um, there's a gentleman, uh, a firm called Renaissance Technologies that I was introduced to over 20 years ago. Okay. um, About 25 years ago. And these guys were some of the most uh, sophisticated mathematicians on Earth. Um, award-winning mathematicians, code breakers from uh, the U.S., and they created this company to um, cr- with to use quantitative systems to to trade both all kinds of different um, instruments in the market, futures, commodities, stocks, mm-hmm. and their returns were outstanding. So, like to the point where, um, for what what's been published, their long-term returns over thirty years is above sixty percent annually. Wow. So you're doubling your money almost every year. Yeah, And it's, uh, it's been reported, these guys are some of the wealthiest people on earth. So one of the things I learned when I was young, emulate and duplicate, mm-hmm. and then see if you can make it your, your own. And if you like winning, then, well, that's a good target to go after. Mm. And so that's really how I, I use that as a target. I wanted to go after that, but I didn't want to be involved in large, large companies. I see. Yeah, so hence the being an individual Operator.
0: Oh, because you were involved in larger companies and you kind of kind of decided to take a step back and do your own thing, do your own trading.
1: Yeah, so I, I was president of a company, we had 100, 150 employees, mm-hmm. and then another company we had, we had about 200 employees.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I said, you know what, It's I find it'd be more interesting to have a small company, especially with lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so as I was maturing, I had done so much work. I started working when I was Fourteen years old, right? And I'd work like crazy. And I said, you know what? Can we work smarter? You know, this is not rocket science. You know, work smarter, um, high profitability, lifestyle, freedom, that sort of thing. And everything really ties itself into if you can get a good trading system going and trading complex going. You can. I think it's one of the best things you can do. Yeah. So
0: what? how old were you? Do you remember how old were you when you kind of took a step back and just go O in on your own?
1: I would say... I was a bit of a late bloomer because I wanted to get really good at this stuff and I wanted to have the feathers in my cap. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to work on Wall Street. I wanted to mm. work on... Uh, on or near Bay Street, on or near Wall Street. I wanted to get and be involved in large companies. I wanted to be involved in the hedge fund. So once I had got all those things done and I had run a research company and and a consulting firm, um, as luck would have it, um, some family situations changed Mm -hmm. and I decided to pivot and said, okay, no more consulting, no more selling research, no more doing this. I'm Mm -hmm. gonna go all in and I'm gonna start uh, and bring in my own research and develop everything internally, not sell anything externally and start trading on my own. Mm. Um, not just for my own account, but also I started doing something that I call fund of ones.
0: Fund of ones.
1: Fund
0: of
1: ones. F so, yeah. O-F-O-N. So uh, F-O-1. So fund of ones. So fund basically of one. um, instead of just starting where a lot of people start, they save up a little bit of money and they start mm-hmm. trading their own capital and they grow it and they grow it and they go from there. And a lot of times to get to, you know, to an exceptional amount of income or money, you have to save for a long time. It mm-hmm. takes a lot of time. Or to you get can, that capital. Yeah, you can yeah. use leverage or whatever. So what I did was I was once again fortunate enough to meet some people mm-hmm. um, and we started a individual fund, but only one person, well, two people in the fund, myself and another person. And then I did it with another person. We started another fund, and at one point I had about uh, uh, four different funds going with oh. a couple different families. And then I d- also uh, did deals with institutional proprietary trading firms. Okay. So I was um, trading proprietary money for firms as an individual trader, but doing on my own offsite um, from from the tropics.
0: Oh, so okay, so okay. Let me break it down a little bit. So it's. The family office money, yes. and you go in as the trader who trade for them with their capital.
1: Yeah, and I don't actually go in and do it, I do it on my terms and my uh-huh. place and where I want. Right. So a lot of times people are saying, oh, I'm," you know, you see on YouTube and that sort of thing. I mm. uh, see a lot of people on Instagram saying, oh, I'm down in the tropics trading from a beach with a... Mm-hmm. You can't even see a... you can hardly see a... <laughs> a uh, screen uh, in uh, the I sun. I always wondered, I'm you like, know? how
0: do you actually trade on the beach? Yeah. The reflection itself is just
1: Yeah. the so. internet
0: connection, the reflection, yeah. like there's no way.
1: Yeah, there's so much <laughs> to, to actually do it. And there are a lot of people that are doing it from Bermuda and Grand mm-hmm. Cayman, uh, Bahamas, that sort of thing. Um, so what I do was I set up an individual fund with a family office, which okay. basically, a, it's a fancy name for a private family that has a fair amount of money uh-huh. that wants to manage their own money or hire uh somebody to manage their money for oh, them I see. so i was just one piece of their complex where they were they would do their management or have their in-house people uh-huh. i was an outside person and i would do a deal with them where but you're I the would, trader I, know, I was a trader and uh. that, it it's not like oh this is long term you know we're trying to hold positions for three years oh. no my turnover was daily and we do any daily from, so we were day
0: trading at oh that yeah point.
1: absolutely anywhere oh, okay. from anywhere from one trade to hundreds of trades a day oh. absolutely yeah
0: so i'm just curious i don't know if you can share like yeah. so if it's their money and yes. you trade for them what's like a profit split like
1: uh, the profit split you can usually in those well not usually but what i was experienced in doing was i'm pretty fair and go 50 50. Mm, okay. So and then uh from an institutional uh proprietary trading firm, uh-huh. usually what they want you to do is they want to want you to put up what's called first risk capital. So I would put up our own capital. Let's uh, say for uh argument's sake, I'd put up hundred thousand dollars. Okay. They would give a couple million dollars to trade against that. My hundred thousand would be at risk first. I see. So that's one type of deal that you can do with a uh, proprietary yeah. firm. Okay. But I would get 90% of the profits, and I would use their money. So 90% I'd,
0: of the profits? Sure. Oh, wow. Yeah,
1: because my money's at risk. You have That's no true. You have no risk. Your so
0: money's at risk first, the first 100K. Is
1: uh, my risk. Oh, yeah. I see. Or our risk if I have uh-huh. a back or something like
0: that. Oh, okay. So, so then Interesting. the next
1: the, the next type of uh, proprietary trading firm is you come in, and you become a member of their uh limited partnership okay. and they give you access to their capital and those ones go anywhere from thirty percent forty percent fifty sixty seventy percent payout depending on how good you are and how consistent mm. you are. Um, so I was I did my homework and I was lucky enough to get with a couple of really good firms for a good period of years. Oh. Yeah.
0: And when you were doing that for, I think, a couple of years, you said, you were doing that in the tropics? Yeah. Or yeah. where is that?
1: Yeah, so I lived in between um, uh, lived in between Miami and also in Grand Cayman. Oh. And I lived in the Gulf Coast as well. Uh-huh. Um, and, but my family's up in Toronto, so we'd spend our summers in Toronto in Whistler.
2: Uh-huh. And
1: in the winters, where would you want to be? In the tropics. Yeah, so okay. I was located for several years out of Grand Cayman in the Cayman uh-huh. Islands. And I've also worked in other locations when we want to live there. Mm. So um, when everything, uh, when I just de- when I decided to go all in and do that type of trading, I also said, okay, now is the time um, with my children. At the time, my, my girls girls, I've got twin girls that at mm-hmm. the time were ten years old, eleven years old, and we decided, or I decided, let's move every couple of years, give them a global education. Oh wow! And. Let's move around the world. I can do this,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: as long as you're consistent, and as long as you've got to, you know, continue with a good track record, then you can do it. It's not as easy as what people say. Mm. You know, there's all travel kinds of travel from
0: anywhere. Travel, yeah. Travel, sorry, travel and trade from yeah. anywhere. So
1: yeah, like my Instagram is is trade dot from dot anywhere. Uh-huh. It's just basically that's what we always talk about. And, and it you have to be a good trader first. Yeah. Then you have to have the capital second, and then there's all kinds of things you have to do with that, like visas and regulations, and um, are you going to get a place that's that? Are you live in a hotel? Get a suite in a hotel and live there. Kids have to go to school. Yeah. Um. So with with my kids, they did, uh, they did a little bit of brick and mortar school, and they also did online school, so we could travel and do okay. different things, and they could pursue their passions. So oh, wow. at the time too, it was just. Uh, it was just me and my kids. Yeah. And um so really my most important single output measure as a man is how good of a father can I be? Mm. So that was number one. How can, right. how good of a father and then, you know, how good of a friend and all that can I be. Mm-hmm. But that was that's first and foremost most important. So can we do this? And if we can, what do we want to do? So I'm a big believer in writing the script and Rewriting the script every, you know, every couple of years if mm-hmm. you need to. Uh, sort of like being on the first year of a three-year plan every couple of years, right? I see. And so decided, okay, I want to live in the tropics and I want to educate the kids. I want to live on an island. I want to live on a beach in a, in a different part, mm-hmm. a surfing town. I, we wanted to live in the cities. We wanted to travel when we could. So mm-hmm. we traveled most summers all over the place. And every place that we lived and traveled to, I traded so when we we're in Rome for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. or in Italy traveling in Italy I traded pretty much every day oh and wow yeah so you have to to do that you know i mm-hmm. got really good at trading on my phone with a phone app <laughs>
0: you actually oh, trade on the phone? absolutely
1: yeah and then <laughs> with the times we would uh-huh. have to go back to the hotel when we mm-hmm. were in Rome uh, to trade look on my trade look at look at them up and do some trades that were happening and um, yeah everywhere from I've traded from planes trains Cars. Boats?
0: Um, Not yet?
1: Yes, absolutely. Boats. I've traded from boats. Do you just have good thinking, internet on the boat? Yes, absolutely.
0: Oh. Um,
1: uh <laughs> Yeah, I've traded from Hawaii, traded from Rome, traded from Toronto. Okay. All over the place, all over the world.
0: At this point, when you're trading with your two kids and yeah. traveling, are you still managing the funds or are you trading your own capital?
1: So, in the funds, <laughs> part, of the, part of the deal with that was I had a... a I might have had some money in there with them as well I I usually have my own eat my own pudding and Mm. put it in along with them that's good so it is a fund with only one person so it's I call it a fund of one but it's Mm -hmm. really just a partnership between me and another person Uh, uh, so you also have
0: your own money in there oh I see
1: and um, yeah absolutely so i be trading uh, my own capital Mm. which is it just commingled with theirs it's just a fair way like if I can ask you to eat this food along with me I Mm. I may as well eat it as well right Uh, yeah so as Warren Buffett say we eat our own pudding
0: so at this point um, are all your strategies automated
1: at this point Uh like before or like right now Uh, they've been automated for years okay yeah so recently like before I had to go and um, hire programmers Mm -hmm. so if we can go back 20 years I was getting in touch with um, individual programmers, and mathematicians from uh, different top universities in the mm. states okay. and, and they would know somebody who would know somebody and I would get together with them either bring them into where I was living at the time or meet them somewhere mm-hmm. uh, to go over their credentials and try to help get them to help build, build something. So recently I discovered uh, this um, company called Shark Indicators. Okay. Now They make a piece of software have two pieces to the software. One is called Bloodhound, the other one's called Blackbird. Don't know why they're called that, but good for them. <laughs> but the important thing is the Bloodhound piece of software, it allows you to test your theories, test your strategies. So let's say everybody has like a strategy that they want to follow in the markets or that they do in the markets. Uh-huh. So let's say buy the S&P E-mini above when, it, when the price closes above the hundred-period moving average. Okay. Right. Hold that instrument for twenty points or one percent. When it goes up twenty points or one percent, sell. So, and let's say we do the opposite for when it goes when down. It goes down, and we want to short it. Okay. Okay. So, if the price of the S and P closes below the hundred-period moving average, then sell it short on close and hold that position for a 20 point
0: profit. Mm, Okay.
1: You can put that in, and let's say you follow any type of indicator you can think of, or any type of number rule you can Mm -hmm. think of. Um, If you can think of the rule, by just clicking the button, you don't need to know programming, you don't have to be a programmer, you can put that in. It took me about an hour and a half to learn it. That was it, yeah. And so something that would have taken me a couple thousand dollars Mm -hmm. and hiring a programmer to do couple years ago. Now, I took lessons on it for about an hour, two hours, and I'm off to the races creating strategies that worked just like other um, quant strategies that I had built by software programmers. The other part Mm, of the software um, is an advanced trade management system. So if you Mm -hmm. wanted to buy for you, sell for you, put in a trailing stop, It'll trail for you. Put in a hard stop, and mm. you can be as sophisticated as you want, or as unsophisticated and just put in simple stops. But this, I think the the software is revolutionary. Mm, okay.
2: If you learn how
1: to use it, and it's for individual traders. The thing re- is that it works for Ninja Ninja Trader,
0: okay, which is
1: a software pl- pro- program that a lot yeah. of um, uh, a lot of futures traders use. But it's all over the world. So, um, but I think it's a. I've been using that, and it's fantastic.
0: And this yeah. is only for futures trading. You can't do this for, let's say, options, stocks.
1: If you, if it could, if you can trade it on on NinjaTrader, I believe that you can program in the oh. buys and sells for that as well. Oh, wow. Not okay. 100% sure, but um, you can look it up. They've got all mm-hmm. kinds of videos and all that, both on YouTube and on their website. Okay. I, I think it's. I've discovered that, and I think it's fantastic.
0: Oh. Yeah. I know you said it took you an hour to learn everything, but you're a very smart guy. I think an average person like me, I would need, like, Maybe a couple of days to learn it, but I'll check them out.
1: Um, I think for what it does, <laughs> it's more than worth it Worth it to take the advantage and, mm-hmm. and take the time and, and learn it. And mm. seriously, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer when it comes to... Uh, I understand programming, I understand working with programmers and that sort of thing. Um, but I'm not a programmer by trade.
0: Oh, yeah. So what's your f- actual like formal um, education? Formal
1: education yeah. is uh, undergrad in economics. Um, from, okay. Yeah. Economics. Yeah, did minor grad and played football at Acadia University in Nova Scotia. Shout out to Acadia Axman. And then um, <laughs> and I somehow got into University of Waterloo okay. and went there for a semester and played football there. And um, yeah, so did I was graduate? around really, really smart people uh-huh. for a year yeah, oh, at Waterloo. Okay. Brilliant, brilliant bunch of people that, yeah. from that university. Yeah.
0: Oh my God, everyone from there is so smart, especially engineers.
1: Incredibly, yeah, yeah, Um, and yeah, I remember my first day in class looking around, going, "If you don't know who the dumbest person in the room is, it's probably you."
2: Yes. Yeah, and uh,
1: so that was uh, evident right away. But I'm probably playing down a little bit. But um, yeah, I think if you if you take the time, like when it comes to trading, I believe that you know you should be professional about it. Mm -hmm. Of course. um, That's one of my favorite quotes that I've been I read recently. Uh, was by a guy by the name of D J Shipley. Um, he's a former na- Navy S- SEAL Team Six uh, Dev Group operator, oh, okay. and he he put out this quote a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it's about being a pro. and It's so anal- analogous to trading. Do your work. Do your studying. Learn, learn, learn. Like, do your studying. Find somebody where you can. Um, like go to school, basically. Not, you can do everything online. Mm-hmm. And then from that point, get a coach.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's, uh, I was hearing some guys saying that, you know, you can read a book about golfing. You go out and golf doesn't mean you <laughs> yeah, can it golf.
0: No, yeah. But if you
1: read the book, you understand some of the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. But then if you get somebody you can learn from yeah. and say, hey, that's why you're not doing it. And they can correct your swing. And yeah. it's same thing with this. Be a pro at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Do the t- put the time in do the learning do the practicing practice hard do deep practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another book um, that I read. It was just brilliant um, the talent code and talks a lot about deep practice and doing slow practice and then mm-hmm. getting better and better and then layering on and scaffolding up your your um, learning and then going from there when you're ready then getting in and then jump into the waters.
2: Mm. and
1: I think that's the way to do it and I think a lot of people will be way more successful in this because the mm-hmm. statistics are brutal, yeah. if they're right, yeah. um, they're brutal. So I think doing the work and doing the studying is is imperative.
0: So how would you describe your tr- strategy? Like one of the strategies that's automated, how would you describe it at a high level? Explain it to a
1: high level or mm-hmm. at a very easy and simple level which one would you like
0: okay a very easy, easy and, simple, and simple level, level. so <laughs>
1: um, one of the things that I've found
2: mm-hmm.
1: in doing all the research and working with different companies and different money managers simple is best simple okay. works mm-hmm. now there are some companies that are phenomenally complex that run their trading strategies phenomenally complex. Mm-hmm. I really gravitated towards simple. Okay. And I would say that, all right, so we know that when you're, when you're trading, we know that um, trend following works sometimes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We know that breakout momentum trading works yeah. sometimes. Uh-huh. We know that relative strength with breakouts and momentum works sometimes. Uh-huh. We know that also on the opposite side, that breakdowns work and you can really catch you know, a move down.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. So
1: all these things work. The mm-hmm. problem for everybody is that none of them work all the time,
2: mm-hmm. right? Yep.
1: So I took a look at that and said, okay, once again, are there patterns to this? I believe there are. Can we prove those patterns? Yes. How? Using statistics by taking a look at the movement of price. And when you get the statistics, Do we, from there, we get probabilities. Now, when you take the information from the research that you do, can you build a system around that? Well, you just test it. So how would I describe my system? Probably have to edit some of this. So what I did was I combined a trade, a a trending system with a breakout system. Okay, so prices trend. And we know that prices say move on a monthly basis. Um, uh, Nasdaq stocks on a monthly basis range 10% up, 10% down.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now they don't always just come back to the mean. Sometimes they break out and they go for a run, they go mm-hmm. to the moon. So when they do, I created a system that buys the trend. Where's okay. the trend? Identify the trends above a 50 period, 100 period, mm-hmm. and a 200 period moving average, right? Okay. So it would buy a little bit above a 50, a little bit above 70, oh, a little bit above a hundred, uh-huh. and it'll take a big chunk at 200 period moving average.
2: Now, okay. we know that
1: now the expectation of move mm-hmm. might be 10, 15, 20 percent, depending on that instrument.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, if it starts coming back down, well, that's a reversion to the mean trade. So the system will short that trade. It'll take the profit and mm-hmm. short it because it doesn't think that it's going to go to the moon. Right. Now what happens if it's wrong and it goes and starts going to the moon at mm. that point, then becomes a breakout trade or yeah. a momentum trade. It identifies it pretty much right away and okay. says, I'm wrong with no emotion. Mm-hmm. Now let's get back on that trend trade and go with it.
2: Oh, okay. I see. And okay. then it does
1: the same thing to the bottom. So it, or, or on a short trade. So mm-hmm. it's a trend system. That becomes a breakout system. Mm-hmm. That becomes a reversion to the mean system, which becomes a breakdown system and a shorting system, which becomes now a total breakdown if it starts going, if the market starts puking like uh. it did, um, you know, a couple months ago. Okay. So, it it gets in on a trade and it fails fast. And it's very simple system using indicators and levels that everybody that's watching here can can use mm-hmm. as well. We just happen to automate it, so it takes it. I have one. The other thing that I do that's different. So my strategy that's different is I call what I do what's called stacking trades.
0: Stacking. Stacking. Okay.
1: So I trade on a on a thirty second bar.
0: Thirty second bar. Thirty second bar. Okay.
1: So one is trading on a thirty second bar, Uh and it's looking for these moves in the market. Okay. Another one is trading on a five minute bar. And it's looking for movements in the market. Another one is trading on a 60 minute, another one on a 240 minute, and another one on a 480 minute, and another <laughs> one on a daily. So the systems are watching each one of these time intervals on individual instruments on a real-time basis. And when it hits the buy point, trading is trading's really simple. At the, at, mm-hmm. and when you think about it, we want a good entry, yeah, a good exit. yeah. We want to get in, get out, get paid. Yes. So why do I use all these different time intervals? So if you and I were playing, do you follow any sports at all or anything like that? No sports? Not really. Okay. So Sorry. let's <laughs> let's say we we're playing uh, American football or Canadian okay. football. Okay, okay.
0: I, I I I can understand football. Okay.
1: So football has two halves and has four quarters, yes. Okay. each one of their 15 minutes long. Uh-huh. So if we can play that game over a 60 minute period and win and make money, what happens if somebody come and came and said, hey, we can shrink this game and now we can play a 30 minute game okay. and you can make money. Okay. What happens if we can play a 15 minute or a five minute game and we can make money? And you can be good at each one of those time intervals. Oh, and so you,
0: all these intervals are separate trades?
1: Correct. Oh, I see. One's not following the other. They're all working oh, independently. Oh, OK. Yeah, because like uh, one of the systems that I built, uh-huh. um, it I takes, it now. I yeah, it OK, now. thank you. So, yeah, so of one, one system, it takes maybe one or two trades a day based on a very short time period. Mm-hmm. But when it hits that, we've done the research, and we know that whenever it hits that entry point, that get in point, the get out point, is only a couple points away. It happens twice a day, like clockwork, but you have to do the research, you have to do the homework. You have to okay. be a pro, right? You have to do the work, do the research,
2: uh-huh.
1: and, ma- and test it, and this thing does two trades a day. And depending on what you, you it's right, it's got a very high win rate, uh-huh. and if it's wrong, it either stops out quite quickly, or, the reversal takes precedent over a stop, so it doesn't need stops. Mm-hmm. The reversal is the stop. So that works on a 30 second bar. Another mm-hmm. one that works on, once again, a five or a six or seven minute bar. And you can run those concurrently. A couple days ago, Ooh, a lot of people okay. didn't catch the move from the Nasdaq going from thirteen five up to almost fourteen well, fourteen thousand today. All mm-hmm. right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The system caught it. Because mm. it's always looking. It's not right. looking around. Looking it's, at different timeframes too. It's over, going, hey.
0: So does that mean you can have, let's say, all these different time frames, five different trades? Yeah. Some will, get, some will take profit sooner than sooner the, sooner yes, than the other, absolutely. depending on t- candles. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. So
1: if you ask my kids, because uh-huh. I have a setup in the you know up in the house for mm-hmm. years, and if you ask my kids, the one thing that it just always ringing in their head is. Order filled, order filled, <laughs> stop filled, order filled.
0: Oh. Yeah, all, all day. Interesting. And sometimes okay. all night as
1: well, depending on what we're trading.
0: Oh. Yeah. And you could, would do this on different instruments, not just futures. Do you do this on stocks? Or stocks, just futures. futures oh. Yeah.
1: Yeah, everything. If it moves, if it, so the three things we look for, mm-hmm. three things you want in a good trade, obviously is liquidity. That goes with that. Yeah. Saying. yeah. Mm-hmm. Next thing is trend persistence. Okay and range. So if you can identify something that has trend persistence, that trend persistence if we're a little, you know, honey I shrunk the kids people, that trend <laughs> to them might be this big. Now okay. other people a trend might mean oh, we're looking for a couple month trend, a couple hour trend, a couple minute trend. So all we're looking for is trend persistence that we can identify okay. with range that we is worth it to take the money out that we identify the downside risk to it. Mm. And so if we know what the downside risk is, if we're wrong, how many times we need to be right. Like you uh, supply, one of the things you supply is the risk reward ratio Mm -hmm. um, for your followers. It's fantastic. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: we actually use that in some of the things, some of the research that we Mm do. And we identify that and that's how we build. So when we get those things put, all this information put together, Mm -hmm. I build what are called models. So we have a fast trading model for the queues a fast trading model for the NQ, which is a uh, NASDAQ E-mini. Mm-hmm. We have a fast trading model for oil. We have mm. a fast trading model for gold, a fast trading model for the S&P 500. And so then we have all these time intervals that we trade on and we stack them. So okay. d- the machine won't, m- won't miss that long-term trade where you can I make see. the really big money and oh, just wow. you know, buy it and hold it. It won't miss the swing trades. Uh-huh. It does a lot of the homework for you, or a lot of the work for you.
0: And you're monitoring the system every day? Yes. Maybe not every minute. You're not like sitting there watching, but well, how just, do
1: you? Well, same, same way that other people do. Yeah, you want to sit it and you want to be a uh-huh. pro. It's sort of like, do you, know, you
0: watch it on your phone? or?
1: Um, if I'm away, like if we're traveling or something mm. like that, yeah. And I won't have that many trades on if you okay. know we're traveling usually. Um, but, yeah, if I'm at the office or at home or something like that, yeah, I'm going to have multiple positions on. Mm. Um, but usually when I, you know, because I teach my kids how to trade, Mm. you know and their traders and learning and all that Um I tell them trade one instrument get really really good at that one instrument okay and then start going out from there
0: but thank you that was okay that I understand it so much more now thank you I, I, I'm not saying I understand it completely but what you, how you explained it was very very helpful so
1: one of the systems that you you do is VWAP right you teach a lot about yeah. using VWAP right? yeah so I could take that shark indicators thing, mm-hmm. right? Or take that software. Yeah. And build
0: a system with the VWAP indicator. Yeah.
1: So you you buy above the VWAP and you sell below the VWAP, right? Mm-hmm. And then you probably take yeah, a look at like what's that. the market sentiment. The market sentiment's up, this thing's going, this now it's above the VWAP and everything. Let's go and buy it. Mm-hmm. What's what does it usually run? Oh, it usually runs a dollar fifty. Okay, mm. great. I would just go in there and say what do I want? I want the VWAP in there and I want a buy above the VWAP, sell below the VWAP. I connect it <laughs> and press a button and it it'll buy above the VWAP, it'll look for a dollar fifty profit. Mm. Like it might even scale it. I could put it in to scale out fifty cents, seventy-five cents, a dollar, dollar fifty, scale out and wait for their either come down, bounce off, or go below, close, and get a short out of it as well. All based mm. on if you can say it, I can put it in program it. And then it can do what you're thinking, uh-huh. but it won't change its mind. Now, if you want to change mind, just go kill trade. You have to
0: mo- modify. just, and yeah, kill, it. just uh-huh. kill the trade. So, how often do you modify your systems?
1: I, it's kind of a trade secret in a way, oh, okay. but I'll you know, but I'll let some of it out. Okay. Um, I August twenty third or twenty eighth, uh, two thousand and three. Okay. Came up with the framework of the system that I'm still using today.
0: Oh wow! S- After 20 years.
1: Yes. Okay. So um, I was I was developing a system prior to that. It was it was okay. I met a pro- I was trading through a company in Chicago at the time, and I told the owners and the, the guys that ran the company and built the software for the trading platform. If you know anybody who is really good at programming. I want to meet some new programmers, and if not only just good in programming, but understand the markets. They introduced me to a gentleman, uh, shout out to Austin on the West Coast, who um, said, okay, you guys are both into this quant stuff. You both have good uh, track records. We want to put you together. And I talked to him about what I was doing, He took the information, the buys and the sells, and the Mm -hmm. pattern recognition that I was looking at, and he was on his way to go fly fishing that weekend in New Mexico from, he lives in the high desert in California. He went down, went fly fishing in New Mexico on a Thursday. Tuesday morning, sent me an email, hey Dean, and there was attachment to it. This guy's brilliant. He was uh, multiple uh, PhDs, physics, mathematics, uh, Stanford and USC. And he helped me in that weekend. He goes, you're really onto something here. It was really fun working on it. I built you an automated platform Mm. uh, with these rules and um, it brought up the efficacy of the, and the profitability of the system by about 30%. And I've been using that framework till now. And I've had people when I was leasing the system to professionals, Mm. these are Wall Street professionals. Um, I think my longest serving client was 13 years. Oh, wow. Using that system, so it makes you smarter. Um, you can ide- it helps you identify entries and exits, mm-hmm. makes you smarter, and then then you can click a button; it'll trade automatic for
2: you as well.
0: Oh wow!
1: Yeah, it's kind of cool.
2: That's
0: that's yeah pretty cool. That's what I had said to too. It.
1: Yeah, and my friends will sit there and go, "Dean, how do you like? How would you like? Huh? You know?" I'm going. I'm not as stupid as I look, you know, like, come on now, give me, give me some credit, you know. Um, right. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's something, you know, I, I had some really, really sophisticated and talented people work with me. And mm-hmm. I think breaking it down to make it really simple to understand was a key to, you know, getting it out.
0: Ah. So since you're so knowledgeable and really experienced with quant trading and using these systems, and nowadays, like, AI is like the hardest thing that everyone's talking about. Yeah. Right? How do you think artificial intelligence is gonna change the, the market or change this trading industry?
1: Well, I'm in no way, shape, or form an expert in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe, however, the amount of information that people are, like, that are watching this right now, the amount of information that my children, that my friends can get from YouTube and from different places, and now with AI and ChatGPT and the different, um, you know, the different models and AI models that are coming out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely brilliant what you can do with it and the information you get from it. Um, I think it's gonna help people get better, smarter, more profitable, faster okay because of the amount of information that you can stuff in your brain so if you have the capacity to take on the information and be good at it um it's it's incredible where before let's say you're reading through some information and it comes up and says um take a look at the VWAP.
2: Mm-hmm. what's VWAP?
1: you'd have to go back to the internet go to say investopedia google look it up <laughs> see if it brought up the right thing for you uh-huh. or now just open, keep chat gpt open or one of the university gpt's open and just put in hey What's VWAP? Please explain it to me as a fifth Mm. grader and tell me how this works. Mm. It'll, boom, give you an outstanding explanation. So it's like a super tutor. So Mm. um, my daughters, as I told you, they're 21 years old now. Um, One of them has a TikTok channel that she teaches uh, girls to trade. Mm -hmm. And it's called Stock Talk for the Girls, with a T-O-K, not a -A Mm T-A-L-K. And in her, she gives away um, some information does like a minute clinic every day on that and then some of the education systems that she makes available to people it has a super tutor in it and you just click on all the terms and terminology mm-hmm. so before when you were getting started the terms and terminology are really difficult because it's a new language Yeah, and you have to get through that with ChatGPT it's unbelievable now on top of that people are going oh I can use this to code a, trading, a winning trading system no you can't it doesn't work that well no. you can put it in mm-hmm. um, I saw you took it took a shot at it yeah you have to know coding you have to know how to correct yeah, the code. it's not as easy no. as people think no. not
0: yet anyway not yet yeah. it will
1: get there I'm sure uh-huh. but at the moment it's not so um, you have to know what information to put in yeah so as long as you know when to buy when to sell when to buy when to scale out when to short when to scale out then you can put that information in I think in time it's going to be phenomenal Yeah. Yeah, So you
0: think it's a tool that traders can use to help build their systems?
1: I think that it's a tool that people can use to learn faster.
0: Okay, Um, so not so much for trading.
1: I've tried to get it to write different types of code for different types of platforms, and there's mistakes. So if you're a a coder, if you're a programmer, I think it's phenomenal. If you're not a programmer, once again, you should probably look into some of these uh, platforms that, that can mm. do the programming for you.
0: I see. Yeah. So chat GPT, or I guess the a lot of the AI trading nowadays, the algorithm, the, the system, the language model they provide, it's not, I guess what you're saying is it's not ready for people to just take what they spit out and turn it into a strategy.
1: Correct. Now the, with the chat part of the AI, mm-hmm. right? So I've been using AI since late 90s, early 2000s and mm-hmm. that is just once again using intelligent systems and that will do the statistics and do the mm-hmm. testing and do um do all the research for you right and get, do it and, and crunch down do do something in minutes that usually take da- days or weeks mm-hmm. right um now by saying please write this code if you're a uh, if you're a developer I think it'll be I think it's phenomenal already. Mm. And if you're a developer and you know what works.
0: And if you know trading. And you know trading, yeah. then
1: great. If not, you better learn. You better learn <sighs> a strategy. Uh-huh. You better get a coach. If not, garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> you know, it's true.
0: Garbage in the chat GPT, garbage out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay. No, that's no, actually that's really, really good insight because yeah. I think a lot of people are like at least in the trading industry and I'm sure there's a lot of other industries are a little bit worried about AI thinking that oh the the once AI becomes more popular or technology develops it's going to re- eventually replace all retail trading so what do you think about that fear or worry?
1: No I think that there's um I, I don't think so well Mutual fund managers Mm -hmm. and a lot of hedge fund managers, a lot of hedge funds are just mutual funds with a lot of fees attached to them and performance fees attached to them. Um, A lot of those guys are, and people are getting very average returns. Mm -hmm. So if they take their same strategy and Mm. put it in, use AI to write some code and do that, they're still gonna get the same output, Mm. right? So you need good input to get good output. If Mm -hmm. you have excellent input, you can get excellent output I don't think they're gonna um, get rid of a lot of things. I, I think with a lot of these robo-traders and that sort of thing, mm. um, you take a look at, There's you don't see a lot of articles saying, hey, these people put their money into these robo-traders and the returns are phenomenal. You don't mm. hear that. It's, True. Just, it's just not happening. Mm. Um, what's happening is there are some excellent traders and there's a lot of good traders and a lot of them being getting a lot of exposure on the internet now, it's amazing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you can learn from them. Um, But I really, I don't think just yet. I think in time, Mm -hmm. probably. But right now I haven't seen it.
0: Uh, Because the input still is from human traders. Correct. Yeah, the AI is not out there trying our oh, well, successfully discovering new strategies for you. Yes. The, discovering new research for you. You have to tell it what to do. Yeah,
1: and it, you know I've I've taken a look and I've tested with it mm-hmm. and and done just make me a winning strategy. <laughs>
0: That's and
1: it comes back with a lot of apologies.
2: <laughs> garbage
0: in, yeah. garbage yeah.
1: out. So, yeah. So Um, I'm not a believer in that yet, but have I have I used it f- to, for for assistance in a lot of things? Absolutely, hundred percent. Mm. Yeah.
0: So you traveled pretty much around the world, traded and yep. lived there. Yeah. You're pretty much living like the trade, the trader lifestyle.
1: I think so. Yeah, and that was the plan too. That uh-huh. was an absolute plan. There was a method to the madness, without mm-hmm. question.
0: And you took your kids with you. Took my to... kids
1: with me. My daughters uh-huh. at the time um, uh, lived on the beach in the Gulf Coast in Florida first, uh-huh. and then from there, I wanted to introduce them to living in different places, both vibrant cities, huge uh-huh. cities that are phenomenal, and also I wanted to introduce them to living offshore. Um, mm. So. Uh, we lived in Miami, Toronto, uh, Vancouver, um, Whistler for the last several years, uh, last uh, three years. And prior to that, we lived in the Cayman Islands.
0: Oh, Where is kind of so far your favorite place to live?
1: Uh, Whistler and the Cayman Islands. Oh, um, you
0: get the mountains and you get the beaches.
1: Absolutely, I think it's the, the absolute compliment to one another. Live in the tropics in the winter and in the summer come up and spend the summers in the winter. I don't uh, think there's a better place to do it. Okay. Uh, but Grand Cayman is phenomenal. It's safe, beautiful weather, mm-hmm. uh, amazing people. It couldn't be safer, I don't think. Um, mm-hmm. It's got everything you want. You're only 463 miles from Miami. Uh, mm-hmm. Less than an hour flight. As soon as you get up, you're on the way down. and it's. Um, so it's an easy place to get to. The water's absolutely pristine and amazing.
0: Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've never been, but I would love to see you it. You should go. I'm and it's,
1: it's a mecca for um, people with a lot of brains and mm-hmm. uh, successful people. So it's a great place to be. A lot
0: of traders there? Yes. A really? Lot.
1: Yeah, a lot of traders. Okay. I think there's 9,000 hedge funds are registered mm-hmm. in uh, Grand Cayman. But I also wanted to do my uh, get my ski bum years mm-hmm. in, and I hadn't. Um, I came out here when I was sixteen years old, mm-hmm. and um, I always wanted to come back and spend a couple of years. and We spent our summers here since the kids were two, mm-hmm. and we wanted to come back up here. and So the, I put my kids in for high school mm-hmm. in Whistler for grade 10, 11, 12, and uh, to live the Whistler lifestyle, Whist life, and. To ski West and to life. do all the summer stuff, and uh-huh. the boating and and hiking and all that sort of thing. And I got in my hundred day skiing my first year it was phenomenal. Yeah, it couldn't be better. Amazing.
0: Oh. Yeah, Whistler okay. I think is
1: the best place on earth.
0: So you have two twin daughters. Yep. How old are they now?
1: Twenty one now. So Savannah okay. and Haley.
0: And they've been watching your trade since how old?
1: Uh, Since they were about 10, 11, 12 years old.
0: Do you think you'll teach them how to trade?
1: Absolutely, 100%. I did it starting when they were younger, on purpose, to get them used to charts and graphs and uh, the markets and everything. We talk a lot about the markets all the time.
0: So you're a proponent of having kids start early, learning about trading, and Um, learn to make their own money. Yeah,
1: make money, make more money, uh, and Learn something and it's going to get them way ahead a lot faster than a lot of kids getting out of university now after four years are going into a regular job with regular money. Mm. If they do this and advance themselves and learn uh, a phenomenal vocation, which trading is, um, mm. they can come out making lawyer money, doctor money right out of university if they take the time, if not, and they make it their profession. They can learn for a couple of years. Mm. And it's sort of like they say, like on Wall Street, when you get a Goldman Sachs type of education, you can do it from your home now. Mm. and um, I think it's a fantastic, for young, young, fantastic thing for young people to do and an amazing profession to, to learn.
0: Oh, I guess if they're a lot younger, well they're 21 now so yes. it's okay, but yeah. if they were younger they need like a custodial account, right? Yeah, I to, believe so yeah. like before
1: 19 or something like that, you have oh. to have a custodial account. Okay. You can let them mess around and they can do practice accounts as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, and one of them, you know, my one daughter, she's uh, uh, doing her MBA online and okay. um, and she's trading part-time as well mm-hmm. on the side mm-hmm. and when she has the time. And the other one is finishing up her last year of university and I fully expect them um, to become master traders in oh, time. Oh, wow. Absolutely.
0: So at the age of 21, they're probably better traders than a lot of...
1: <laughs> they're smarter <laughs> than me, yeah. faster than me. Yeah, all that stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. I
0: wish I started younger too. Same
1: here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and over the last 20, 30 years that you've been involved in trading, have you ever thought about... Given up? Well, have you ever thought about quitting? Like maybe after a bad drawdown?
1: I've had some doozy of drawdowns. Some mm-hmm. doozies like good enough that I would say that it would make many, many, many people just puke. Um, it's part of the game.
0: Yeah, you make um, a lot, you you have much higher risk. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, well, yes and no. If mm-hmm. You take big chances. You you can, yeah. If you don't cut your losses quickly, mm-hmm. you, yeah. Um, have I thought of it? I was really intent. No, not a quitter.
0: Mm. No, it was really intent. Never, you never like took a break. Oh,
1: absolutely. Take breaks. Yeah. So usually what I do is I, I would work for a couple of years or for two or three years and take some time off and then I'd work and put in a good two, two, three years again Mm. and take some time off and, um, build up experience, build up a new portfolio information, meet with different people, increase Mm -hmm. my knowledge. And, um, Move around and learn different things,
0: okay, yeah, so. what's the longest break you ever been on from trading uh
1: several years, so oh. I look at it as taking sabbaticals, and sabbaticals just a mm-hmm. fancy word for taking a break to recharge and everything I think yeah. that for me, it works, and for me, it's important, mm-hmm. and then getting back into it with, with renewed uh rev- invigoration and that sort of thing, mm. um but yeah, I've done that, yeah, oh, absolutely,
0: okay. yeah. yeah. But you're still trading. Yes. Do you think you will retire anytime soon um, from trading or from and from other businesses? I think
1: right now I'm I'm, I'm been on a sabbatical now for a couple of years and I've been helping mm-hmm. my kids do um, build their businesses and mm-hmm. they one like I said it's got that one uh, channel where she's helping uh, educate uh, girls to trade and the other one um, together they also have a an apparel business that mm-hmm. just for traders and I actually brought you a present from them and it's oh. called called not now I'm trading not now I'm trading yeah so it's not now <laughs> Perfect. I'm tra- not now Whoa. I'm com, and you can go and buy t-shirts hats so if everybody has if they have a trader in their life and and they sit there Thank and go you. like not now I'm trading it's not on now. on back front all this sort of things and you need
0: it on both sides yeah. on the back, tra- and the back so no one disturbs me yes absolutely
1: <laughs> like mine's on my back and so like, just don't leave me alone um and uh, so I'm helping them mostly. So I've been on sabbatical for a while. Mm. But I oversee trading every day, I oversee their trading while every day.
0: Monitoring the trades. Yeah, and
1: there's phenomenal ways for new traders to, to get involved in the business now, mm-hmm. uh, in the business or get involved as a trader now. Mm-hmm. There's all these different things where they can um, practice trading with real-time, real fake money, but real-time, real, time, real mm-hmm. data. It's phenomenal, these different companies that are out there. Mm. Um, to do that so it's I don't think there's ever been a better place and better time
0: than now. So on that topic, do you have any tips for, let's say, new traders or traders who are interested in getting into quant trading?
1: Into quant trading, Mm. I would, before I did that, I would probably, I would, you have to learn the fundamentals. Mm -hmm. Like anything, you've got to learn the fundamentals. So I would tell them, learn the fundamentals of trading first, Mm -hmm. learn the fundamentals of the markets learn the fundamentals of technicals, learn the fundamentals of fundamentals as well. Mm -hmm. So do it as if you're starting, well, you're starting from scratch. And if you're a new trader, learn what works. You have to learn systems that work. And then a lot of people say, "Well, develop a system that works for you. Mm -hmm. There's hundreds and thousands of different traders. I'm not sure how valid that comment is, Mm -hmm. but, there's different strategies that work. So
2: yeah.
1: learn the terms and terminology. Be a professional about it. Take everything very seriously. You're dealing with money. Um, there's a huge upside to being really good at this. Mm-hmm. And um, it can change your life. Mm-hmm. So be a pro. Once again, I said earlier, be a pro. You know, you the better you get at this, the better you're going to do. Um, understand different softwares. Understand how to enter and execute trades now when you start getting from there if you want to have want to learn more about quant trading just read up on it Mm -hmm. Um, i once again it's not as difficult as people say it's an if then statement Mm -hmm. using numbers or words or instructions and then putting that into a computer and have the computer run it automated there's all kinds of things that we use automation for and it's just using that as long as your information in Mm -hmm. is good there's a chance that you're gonna be be okay at it and survive. Mm. And then if you're really good at it, you can make some money doing it and have a have an exceptional career.
0: Thank you for all the tips today, Dean.
1: Oh, my pleasure.
0: How how can um how can our audience find you on social media?
1: Um, I don't do too much on social media. The the stuff that is more so on social media is my my kids stuff that not now in trading if they want to buy a t-shirt or something mm. or, or a playbook for uh, trading. Instagram thing is trade.from.anywhere dot dot Okay um,
0: Because you literally trade it from everywhere. And pretty much, it's not yeah. a lot about
1: trading. I've got a few, like maybe one or two different things, but mm-hmm. um, sometimes people get in touch with me and ask questions and that through there, but um, okay. that's about it and then mm. um, from time to time I'll, I'll make some of the things that I've I have available, um, I have a, a site called uh, MyPrivateTrader.com mm-hmm. and uh, that you know, discusses some of the quant things that I do Oh, and, okay. um, and can make uh, some of the people, my kids are running that now so I think they lease some of the strategies that I've made in the past as well
0: mm. Thank you very much Dean
1: Thanks for having me, I really appreciate it
0: Woo! Very exciting,
1: Woo! very exciting Oh my
0: god, yeah. that was so good, I finally understood what quant trading is Thank you guys so much for joining my conversation today with Dean. Hopefully you learned a lot about quant trading, AI trading like I had. I felt so stupid going into this conversation and I would say like Dean really taught me a lot today. So thank you so much Dean. Hopefully you guys also learned a lot. If you want to check out all of our other podcast episodes, you can check out this playlist over here. And remember to subscribe to see more in the future. Thank you guys so much for watching. As always, I'm the humble trader, and this is Dean. And we'll see you guys next time.